0: Being gay from the Christian perspective, it is a problem.
1: You heard a quote by Basil, an Orthodox Christian from Russia. To many Russians, it is not just a gay problem, but a real threat. Gay propaganda threatening their values. Hi, I am Emily, and in this podcast, we will be discussing LGBT rights in Russia. According to an article by the Moscow Times about two-thirds of Russians believe that there is a sort of conspiracy going on to destroy Russian values by using gay propaganda. The country is notorious for being conservative and striving towards the preservation of their Christian values. Everyone has heard of the controversial law against gay propaganda that passed a couple of years ago. Films such as Beauty and the Beast became age-restricted due to the small amount of possible gay characterization in it. But is the Western critique on the Russian law valid? Or are we in fact conducting an elaborate witch hunt? And how did this point of view and this law in Russia come to be?
2: Well, Emily, we talked to Professor Limverpust from the KU Leuven to find out what exactly this law entails and what the historical background of it is. She explained to us some fundamental facts about what the Russian law and values are about.
3: The anti-propaganda law in Russia, um, which specifically is focused on uh, propaganda of non-traditional sexual relations with minors, was voted in a Parliament in the Russian Parliament in t- 2013. It was an existing law which already existed since 2008, but the whole um, gay propaganda part, uh, so the the part about uh, propaganda of uh, non-traditional sexual relations uh, to minors, this is how it's called in Russia, was added in 2013. And so it was um, voted in the Russian Duma, which is the Russian parliament. And um, what's also interesting is that uh, that same year, I think at the end of 2013, an opinion poll within Russian society by Levada Center uh, showed that most of the Russians approved very much of this anti-gay propaganda law. So I think about more than 70% said that it was good that this kind of um, uh, propaganda of um, uh, homosexuals, that say, towards minors, would be sanctioned.
1: It also seems the Orthodox Church had
3: a big influence on the law. It's true that in specifically for Russia, The legislation um, which led to this law uh, against gay propaganda initially came from um, a local politician who was also a very uh, devout orthodox. Um, And so he was um, a local politician in St. Petersburg, and he was the first one who um, called for a law against gay propaganda. And so first it was voted on the local level in the St. Petersburg region. And then it was picked up by the, by the Russian Federation, by the federal law, and they made it into a, a big law. And so the fact that um, he called for this law was very specifically because of his um, orthodox conviction.
1: What is remarkable is that the law has a symbolic value.
3: Um, this law has, a, in my eyes, um, especially a a very big symbolic value. So you can see that people are very often being um, uh, arrested. But afterwards, um, they will mainly get a a fine and not a very big one. So they will not be put in jail or or they will not be sent to some kind of uh, work camp or whatsoever. Um, the, The fact that this law exists this is the most important thing. And the fact that um, uh, LGBTI people have the impression or have the feeling uh, within Russia that they cannot openly talk about their sexual orientation, this is it creates an atmosphere. I think especially um, the atmosphere of permissiveness for homophobia that it creates is, is very, very grave.
1: So the law was basically part of another law, which protected minors and was already voted in 2008. The gay propaganda part was only added in 2013. The law has a symbolic value, as the sanctions for people who break it are minimal. However, the impact is still very great, as it passively condones violence against the LGBT community and deprives them from the possibility to express themselves.
2: Yes, and apparently a lot of Russians see gay propaganda as something promoted by the EU, something that is against Russian values.
3: Um, The European norms and values um, are perceived very negatively. And so Putin has, um, I think already for the past 10 years, consistently been stressing how um, in Russia, in Russian society, tradition, uh, traditional values are very important, spiritual values, which of course means orthodoxy, are very important. And this he contrasts very strongly with um, a Europe or the European Union, um, which is, in in his view, uh, a region in crisis, but also a region which stands for um, values that are what they again call non-traditional. They have a special envoy on human rights at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, named Konstantin Dolgov, and he made or wrote a report on human rights in the European Union. He writes explicitly that uh, the European Union aggressively promotes um, uh, uh, neoliberal values and uh, and the same-sex marriage. And so this is, for, for us, it's, it's kind of surprising to read, but it shows so strongly how Russia um, identifies everything that they consider um, neoliberal, um, that that they consider also, or that they perceive negatively, they identify it with same-sex marriage, with um, homosexuality.
2: It seems that in a way there is a sort of misconception or fixed idea about what homosexuality is, and that idea then reinforces the Russian beliefs that seem homophobic. They link it to pedophilia, to something taboo and perverse, and not to love like most Western countries would do.
3: Homosexuality is being uh, uh, linked to pedophilia by a lot of Russians. It's also the Russian, um, <clears throat> uh, how do you call it, kind of uh, slang word for um, homosexual. It's, uh, it's called pidor and it comes from pederastas. So it's again, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very um, strongly linked.
1: I think this quote by President Putin gives a good example of that point of view.
3: You might remember this law was voted in um, the summer of 2013. At the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, there were the Winter Olympics in Sochi. Um, And the only thing the foreign media focused on was this law on gay propaganda. And so it was very, uh, in the eyes of Putin, it was very irritating and rather humiliating. And time and again, he was also being asked about it in, in interviews. And I remember him at a certain moment saying that um, uh, he was asked about it again. You know, are people, are gay people or gay athletes who come um, to, uh, to to the Winter Olympics, are they actually safe because you have this law here? And so, a bit irritated, he said, "You know." Of course they are, and you can do everything what you want. You're free to be here, Um, you're free to express yourself. We are not some kind of monster state. Um, You're free to come and enjoy yourself. Just leave our children alone.
1: The facts and figures are laid out for us now. But of course, we wanted to delve into this matter further and figure out what Russians themselves actually think about this. We spoke to two Russians. One of them lives in Russia and is gay. He would like to stay anonymous, which is why we will call him Dima. He agreed to do an interview with us in Russian. We translated the interview and will be mostly paraphrasing it in English. Basil on the other hand is a Russian currently studying in Belgium and he feels that his religious beliefs are not compatible with people's choice to live a gay life. Let's hear what they both have to say about the law in Russia and how the Russian traditions and views influence the culture in their country. let's take a look at some more concrete experiences and opinions that both our interviewees had.
0: Okay. My name is Basho. I was born in Ukraine and grew up in Ukraine. And uh, in my 16, I moved to Russia, near Moscow in Sergiev Posad, to study in seminary. I spent seven years studying in um, Moscow Theological Seminary, Theological Academy. Um, it's a pastoral education. And then after my graduation from this uh, school, I came to Belgium to study, to continue my uh, journey in academia. So now I'm doing PhD at Kaya Leuven in theology.
2: Who is Dima? Dima is a Russian man who currently lives in Russia still. He has a boyfriend whom he's been dating for over two years now. And he says that in that sense, everything is going very well for him. However, he also disclosed that he isn't out to his family. As a gay man living in Russia, he has experience with what day-to-day life is like under the laws and values of Russian society.
1: We first wanted to know what their thoughts are on the law against gay propaganda.
4: I don't know, maybe for some people it was insulting. There are these people who do like propaganda and use like all the time slogans and say like, I want this, and so on. Maybe for them it was insulting, but you didn't show it before and you don't show it now. And in general, you're not planning on doing
0: that.
2: On the other side of the spectrum, we then find Basil.
0: I think uh, the law is a good thing from perspective of our, uh, from, yeah, of our culture from the our values we have we uh, hold and uh, just to add to this that um, there was a survey conducted a survey by levada center is the most popular and the most independent uh, academic uh, sociological research center that uh, um, says that in this year beginning of this year uh, they conducted a survey about more than 80, for precision, 83% of Russians are against uh, homosexuality. Law just, j- law is just an, uh, um, shows or demonstrates the opinion, out- outlook of people. What do they think? So law just uh, confirms what mm-hmm. people think, mm-hmm. and people are against this kind of relationships.
1: We were interested to know how this law affects daily life for gay people. We asked Dima about this. Mm-hmm.
4: So, how does the law affect us? Well, actually, it doesn't affect us at all. When we are a special family and not a traditional family, we have our own values, we live a bit separated. At home we do whatever we want, because it's our house, but on the street we act like everyone else, that's the end of it. So, the law is the law, but for now it doesn't affect us at all.
2: Oh, by the way, Dima likes to use the word special instead of gay, because most terms used for homosexual or gay in Russian have quite a negative connotation. So just keep that in mind.
1: In opposition to Dima's positive outlook, Professor Verpust told us about some other, more disturbing consequences the law has on people's lives.
3: I think there's homophobia everywhere. Um, It's a very big problem all over the world, not only in Russia. But the fact that this law is there gives people kind of the feeling, you know, if if President Putin uh, agrees with it, you know, why wouldn't I um, act upon it? And so the risk for for violence against LGBTI people is a lot higher um, uh, there than it is here. Nevertheless, Dima's positivity
1: is admirable. Let them
4: do it, okay? Really, it doesn't affect me. It just
1: flew over. Now, the gay community is obviously very much at the center of this issue, but the overall attitude of society in Russia seems to be very different from what we are used to here in Western Europe. It is. The attitude
2: towards minorities in general seems to be more or less problematic, in the sense that the state holds on to the traditional values that most Russians abide by. However, both Dima and Basil seem to think that the gay community is not in need of more help or attention. They even agree that there are other minorities in Russia that deserve more aid and governmental interference. Their reasoning behind this logic, however, differs, of course, because of their points of view.
0: Much what the state can provide to the minorities is to leave them alone and uh, not to uh, intervene in their kind of um, yeah, choices. But I think uh, there are so many other problems that uh, the state is facing today in the society. So the question of homosexuality, of gay, gay rights is um, a third issue.
1: When asked whether the situation of minorities in Russia is positive, his answer was quite clear.
0: Yeah, I think it is rather positive than negative.
1: Dima also wasn't a huge supporter of actively protecting the gay community specifically.
4: No, no one should protect anyone. Everyone should just peacefully live together in one world, that's all. The government shouldn't do more, because special people are not special in other regards. Like, protect people with disabilities, protect not special people. Because there are people who are more in need of help. We are not sick, we are not dying. Nothing, I mean protect animals, protect people with disabilities. who are not able to get around alone. I mean, come on, we are normal people. We are in no way different from anyone else.
1: Does this mean that everyone in Russia shares this more or less accepting point of view? Not necessarily, it turns out. Most people see homosexuality as a rare occurrence.
0: We have very, very low number of homosexuals. So it's a proportion of, of uh, priori- it's a priorities. We have high percentage of, of uh, people who do abort, who conduct abort. We have, have percentage, high percentage of uh, uh, um, alcoholism or um, drugs dependence, addiction. Um, and these are very important problematic issues.
2: Dima had a poignant sort of anecdote about this, actually. He argued that people probably don't know gay people, and therefore, they don't think there are as many. However, in one metro carriage, for example, there could be at least four gay people with you there. It's just that no one knows about it.
1: Basil is one of the people that thinks that way, apparently, as we've heard before. However, he does seem to think people could be more open-minded.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, state should should contribute, should uh, do something that uh, people would... Um not be so um, should not be so narrow in their views they should uh, be more acceptable to to, to this but uh, acceptable um, in not in this in the way that they should accept this view or do, they should uh, uphold these views so state cannot impose uh, the different mode of life but state can or we can teach the society or state can facilitate that people would be more acceptable to, something, to to the other, to those who have different opinions. This is important.
1: Now, it's clear that Basil believes people should be a little more tolerant towards each other, which is, of course, part of his religion as well. This makes us wonder how he feels about the intolerance, especially in the form of violence.
0: What, is, what um, kind of concerns me is that uh, people should not be so uh, should not be aggressive to to these minorities uh, they should be tolerant and this is a problematic side because when they meet or when they talk to um, they see uh, homosexual or people uh, they tend to be um, aggressive or very intolerant and this is not what christianity uh, preaches so on the one side Christianity says that we uh, gives us a kind of a certain mode of life, teaches us to live in a full family. but on the other side, on the other hand, it teaches us to be tolerant to those who did not do not accept our values. And so in, from this point of view, Russian culture is not very Christian because it is intolerant.
1: Cases of violence do tend to appear especially in relation to gay pride which is in their eyes and also legally considered propaganda. Which is why Dima explained to us that he thinks the organizing of the gay pride in Russia would only lead to violence.
4: I'm more convinced of the fact that in reality it would lead to very sad consequences. There could happen some massive fights and attacks. You would get a situation like the one that happened in Orlando once, only a lot worse. Because it's Russia. (laughs)
1: As a matter of fact, it seems that Dima isn't a fan of gay pride himself.
4: Oh, well, yes, this is again this demonstration. I mean, we don't have a parade where normal couples go out and dress up in an obvious way and dance in the street. Well, it's a dressing-up game, of course. So why would special people have this kind of parade? My personal opinion, it's like a holiday for special people, roughly said. Is it necessary? Mm, According to me, no. That's probably why it's forbidden.
2: He doesn't like the idea of it because he reckons the political climate in Russia is not suited for it. Basil also doesn't like the idea of pride, but of course for an entirely different reason.
0: I don't think that the organization of gay prides would help or facilitate tolerance in the society. It's rather, I think, in the current situation in Russia is rather a provocation towards 83% of those who are against a gay pride. uh, To my opinion, um, well, it is a propaganda to to a certain extent. Um, I don't think that it is necessarily in Russia. So gay prides are acceptable or very welcome in the Western Europe, where people want to see it on the public platform. But uh, society in Russia does not want to see it on the public platform. So people who want to live their life uh, in this way, they should do it, but not propagate it.
1: It seems as if the police shares Basil's point of view.
3: The police, the the police force would not protect the people within the gay pride parades, but would rather start... um, Um, would almost condone with the counter demonstrations. And so there have been, especially in the first um, decade of the 21st century, when several gay pride parades were organized in in Moscow, there were many incidents where, for example, there would be a gay pride. Then um, there would happen a counter demonstration. And you would see that the police would arrest not the people who would attack the gay pride parade, but who would, uh, that they would arrest the gay activists or people in the gay pride parade, because they said, you know, they are actually interrupting public order. Quite some research has been done about it, in, in which people say, you know, this is a form of what we would call state violence, you know, when, when the uh, police force, condones with these counter um, uh, demonstrations and and doesn't really protect um, the people who want to express their opinions. At first glance, it
1: seems that both parties are quite content with the way the LGBT community is treated in Russia. As Professor Verpust told us, it's a very different culture and society to our Western standards and of course, there is room for improvement according to both Dima and Basil.
2: The contrasting stance from the West is something that, as Professor Verpust mentioned, is very present and much discussed in Russia. Both
0: propaganda and both the idea of, uh, um, of um, uh, respecting the rights of, of gay people came from the West. One, the first is, is bad, the former is bad for us. So it's not acceptable propaganda. The letter, letter is acceptable. The idea that we should respect the rights of, of, of gay. So we 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 get from the west something good and something not very good. Mm-hmm. So we should be selective in this sense.
1: To conclude, Basil shared with us his personal opinion, which was heavily inspired by his religion.
0: This doesn't mean that if I see a gay person, I would not talk to him or I would, uh, uh, yeah, I would avoid him. It doesn't mean like this, because um, he, might, he might change his, his choice uh, and he might uh, then live a different Christian way of life.
1: I think in the end they agree that it doesn't do to be aggressive or disrespectful towards minorities, or anyone at all for that matter. Dima, the eternal optimist, still believes in a rather positive future in which the LGBT community and Russia will have an easier life.
2: As Dima said, hope always dies last. And it's Russia, so they always hope for something, he added as a joke. This podcast was made in the context of a challenge of the Faculty of Arts by Remco Rulands, Amelie Kuppers, Anke Strobans, and Pauline Lambert. Special thanks to our interviewees: Professor Lien Verpust, Basil Alekistos, and Dima, as an anonymous interviewee, and last but not least, to Katrin Witbus for the coordination.